Hey, this is H1. We're going to be running it back with another episode talking about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, and chess understanding again. And today we'll be discussing pretty much how the threat is usually better than the execution. Have you ever heard of that principle before? Every advanced chess player knows about this principle. Let me just put that in perspective, first of all. And secondly, um, you're going to learn this right now. And hopefully this um, podcast episode can get you to actually progressing in chess and having those successful attacks that you desire. So sit back and relax and enjoy some H1. What is this principle? Well, this principle comes from certain positions that happen in a chess game where the threat is usually better than an execution. <laughs> One good example I can give is when I was in my chess club, and I used to hear this a lot even before I had a chess club in high school, there would be a lot of people, a lot of chess beginners that would say, hey, check leads to checkmate. And so they get into the habit of checking the opponent whenever they have the time to check the opponent even though that each one of those checks wasn't even important at all and you're still going to lose the game. Now, <clears throat> sometimes that is true, that check that checks do lead to checkmate sometimes. And I talk about forcing moves all the time. But other times, you don't just spike check your opponent just because. You can't do that. That's, that's not how chess works. You need reason behind the move that you're playing. You need it to be supported by another combination of moves that can happen in that exact game. Let me just give you three good examples because it seems like I'm good at giving examples for certain principles. First of all, if you're cooking something or baking something, you don't want to overpower what you're making with one seasoning, okay? But no, you use an assortment of seasonings to what you are making, like a certain type of food. And even if it's cake, you don't overpower the cake with one ingredient, all right? Then it's not even gonna be a cake. It's gonna be something else gross that you're not gonna eat. And hopefully you don't give that to, to anybody else. But you want everything to be balanced. Why are there measurements when it comes to um, certain food, like cookbooks that you look at. There are measurements for a reason. You need to use a cup for this. You need to use half a cup for this. You need to use a tablespoon for this. This, it's like that for a reason, okay? And that's the exact same thing with chess. Don't just go willy-nilly checking your opponent with no backup. Why not wait to check your opponent when you have a good combination or you have like other pieces behind that checking piece that can deliver even more threats to come after that? We don't want to we, we want to avoid one and done situations. We want to actually gain the initiative and keep on going with um, winning the game and putting ourselves in an advantageous state. OK, an advantageous posi a position. Second example <clears throat> that I can give you other than cooking, because I'm not a cook. H1 is not a cook. I, I know how to barbecue. I know how to cook breakfast. I know how to cook eggs. I'm, I'm not a cook at all. So for all my home cooks out there that is listening to this podcast or chefs, you know, tell me if I did a good job. <laughs> Second thing. 
If you ever worked with an unruly employee, you know how I feel. If you ever, actually to everybody that's a teenager in school, have you ever did a group project with somebody that's just hateful and doesn't like your guts? Or if you're in a classroom with somebody that just doesn't like you, that hates you, okay? Let's, and back to the grownups, let's say you work with somebody, another employee, and they just don't like you and you don't ever know the reason why you've been nice you've been cordial you know you've even baked them a cake one day just to just to build something there but nah they they decide to like spit in your face or something and not let's say they just decided to do be very passive and they just do not give you any help they don't help you at all at the job at all now the execution would be to punch them in their face, right? The, that would be the execution because you don't know why they're <laughs> being so mean to you. And you just want to relinquish that frustration, that um, the anguish that you go home with every single day. Because, you know, the, the check is okay, the money is okay, but like, come on now. I, I don't want to work with somebody I don't like or that doesn't even like me at all because I don't really have any feelings on the matter. Now, the threat would be to do something else other than punching your employee or coworker. You don't want to do that. That's not what happens in a workplace at all. Maybe you want to talk to them about it, you know, give them that little that little side conversation, that real talk with that employee. And if you're not comfortable with that and they just a jerk for no reason, they're always going to be a jerk, then maybe you can, I don't know, become his boss. You know what I mean? That that there's no consequences to just becoming the guy's boss. <laughs> there's no <laughs> because if you punch the employee, you're not going to have a job. But if you just work harder, just be successful, maybe, you know, you can be more envious. I don't really care how what you think, you know, you, maybe you uh, get a side business to be like, hey, I don't want to work here with this employee anymore. Just just get any type of revenge that doesn't require you putting your hands on that person. <clears throat> then that might be the best choice. There are better choices than just immediately handling the situation with uh, something as aggressive as um, bodily contact. So third example, third example. <sighs> Let's say, um, so let's say you want to build something, right? You order something from Walmart, it came in little pieces. Let's say you bought a table. There are instructions that comes with that table inside that um, box with all the parts. Now you might want to skip some of those steps by just executing what you want to do or you can go through the steps of the paperwork so you're not confused and you're not um, ending up returning the product that you bought that's my last example i think all three of those examples are pretty good because it deals with basically not rushing into action sometimes it's not good to take the shot okay Basketball reference, fourth point, just high five myself. But sometimes it's not worth it to go for the shot. Sometimes you've got to have more teamwork when you are playing chess. I wish I can give you a real example, but I'm literally just talking to you right now. And hopefully this idea 
gets across to the point that I'm trying to make here. Sometimes in certain positions, it is good to just execute the plan. But usually it's not as good. And so you have to decide for yourself if you want to exercise that fork. But I'm just going to tell you this right now. When you face off against tougher opponents, you're going to realize that certain positions isn't always clear cut and easy. So you might as well just practice this now. Um, I do have a video on the threat is better than the execution on my YouTube channel. And I have examples of um, chess games where you might want to do something really badly. Like that pin looks really good. That that fork, that um, that check, man, check leads to checkmate. But that could cause some consequences and that could cause you not increasing or progressing in your chess elo, which I know that that's pretty much what all of you want to do is improve in your chess skills. So remember this principle, the threat is better than the execution. Hey, this is H1. We're going to be ending this episode right now. And thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And like I said before, I do offer chess lessons and um, and that is online primarily. I do have classes. I have an ebook out there for you to um, get for free. And I have a whole bunch of chess content on my YouTube channel called Chess Knowledge with H1. Over a thousand videos. You will like them and enjoy them and learn how to play chess even more. So keep on fighting until the end. Stay focused in chess and in your real life too. Peace.